I would like to welcome <coughs> each and uh, every one of you uh, here this evening for this uh, retreat that we have here together. <coughs> and with this the uh, opening talk for the time that we have, I'd like to give some uh, general uh, uh, background to the teachings and the practices that we'll be embarking on, endeavour to give some kind of uh, overview with regard uh, to the period, and then when we come to uh, finish we'll have a short meditation together, and then people can off to the horizontal part. So uh, let me speak a little. I was just thinking as I walked up the uh, corridor here that uh, it's just uh, six years ago, in fact, that we moved um, to the present uh, building. And uh, initially, with regard to uh, Guy House, it was since the mid 1920s a convent and a very full uh, convent. But then, with the decline of uh, interest in uh, ordination, the uh, numbers got fewer and fewer, and the building with more than uh, 50 bedrooms, at the end there was just five or six uh, nuns here. So they went to what they called a mother house in Windsor. And those of you who are here for the first time may have probably will walk around the garden and the most important part of the whole uh, uh, convent ground for the good sisters who are here is right behind us and we promised faithfully that we would take good care of the cemetery. So right behind this wall here there's some uh, uh, 35 uh, uh, graves in a rather simple way of just the name of the sister, Sister Mary or Sister Anne or whatever, and uh, the, date, the date of uh, death. So from uh, the departure of the, the Good Sisters, we are very fortunate and blessed to uh, be uh, here, and of course this was uh, the chapel uh, initially, and it underwent quite some degree of uh, transformation to see what it is. And I noticed that after six years the carpet is still quite clean, rather impressive. So, um, in the uh, flow of things with Gaia House as well, there's a full program of retreats that take place. And as some of you know who have been here, as well as other facilities before, will be generally familiar with. Uh, uh, insight meditation, which in a way is shorthand for meaning meditation for insight, to see things clearly. And sometimes, of course, that uh, does mean facing up to some of the hard truths of one's existence. And this has been a rather strong and persistent theme in the, in the Buddhist uh, tradition. And for some people, might even think it's just the only theme in the Buddhist tradition of looking at one's existence, looking into what's uh, going on, letting go of as much as 
possible and finding freedom uh, in spite of oneself. Finding freedom in spite of the uh, manifestations of I, me and my which tend to act like a bit of a curse on people's existence. So this thread and theme has run through the tradition for uh, two and a half thousand years so the current crop of uh, Dharma teachers inside meditation teachers like like myself and others come here put their towels and generate it of course uh, uh, with much uh, we call it enthusiasm and during the uh, past year at Guy House I had some opportunity to uh, engage in some personal uh, retreat. And it coincided, I may say, with um, uh, fulfilling a request from uh, uh, Ryder Books, uh, books to uh, dig out, the popular selling marketing point these days, to dig out one quote per day of the Buddha. Buddha's book of daily meditation. This is an indirect advertisement. And I um, spent some three months <coughs> reading through all the talks of, uh, of the Buddha. And there are, I may say, one hell of a lot. Something around, around about 5,000 of them. But the eye gets trained to, just to see what the good man said, and leave out all the entertainment that goes on around it. And in reading through and having the privilege of selecting a quote per day, it occurred to me again and again and again and again the tremendous emphasis that the uh, Buddha gives on the cultivation and the exploration of calmness, happiness, joy, deep peace, inner peace and contentment in life. It's a a pervasive theme which runs through. And in a very general way, if I may say, that in the insight meditation uh, tradition, which I am uh, small, which we say, son of that tradition, the um, appropriate and invaluable emphasis has been that if we really look at ourselves, face up to some of the Dukkha, those of you who have never been in this kind of retreat before will have been blessed enough never to have heard this word. Um, it, I, can't even, I can't even remember how to spell it, but it's probably something like D-U-K-H-A. And it means unsatisfactoriness, it means difficulty, it means problems, it means anguish, it means suffering, it means dealing with stuff. And the important theme and emphasis has, has been in looking into ourselves and using the resources of meditation to attend to all of that and through attending to what goes on and seeing the changes and the impermanence of it and unsatisfactoriness of it that we have a chance and a real opportunity to be much more clear about mind and body, states of mind, etc. This is a consistent theme in sight meditation out of that seeing clearly, naturally comes calmness. The more clear we are, 
more at peace we are with what is. And so there has been a kind of um, interrelationship, one might say, between the great value of seeing clearly, called insight into oneself, as a significant contribution to calmness, inner peace, and clarity with what is. <coughs> and this is called Vipassana tradition, insight meditation uh, tradition. So while um, uh, engaged in um, personal re- re- retreat here and quiet time, I began to record, as I would say, um, the years in which I was a Buddhist monk, which seems actually like uh, lifetimes uh, ago, not quite. And that period of time not only included time in um, the monastery in Thailand for some years, but also the best part of the year um, in a cave. And so while sitting upstairs in the cave of a small uh, uh, room and considerably more comfortable, I recollected um, the great value of meditation for calmness, meditation for joy, meditation for contentment. And one of the important aspects and uh, themes uh, of this is that I think all too much in the uh, uh, Western world we tend to have a view, rather mechanistic, that solving problems in life is by going into them. This is a very popular viewpoint. And issues of life and the difficulties of life are somehow resolved and, and dissipated with through actually going into them, making them more conscious, bringing them to the surface of the psychotherapist friends will say, or teachers will say, etc. And it certainly is an, an invaluable and important uh, way. But sometimes in life, especially with the inner life and its movement in life, that lots of things can be resolved, in fact, by not giving them attention, by not making such a fuss about what's going on inwardly and highlighting it so that it's a kind of daily recycling thing which we tell ourselves if I keep looking at it I'll resolve it there's no end to the naive confidence of the human species that if you keep looking at something it's going to resolve it well I know plenty of people dare I say having been a Dharma teacher for another lifetime 25 years or more now and some of the dear Dharma wallers who come on the retreat they are still looking at the same thing that they were looking at one year ago five years ago, ten years ago etc. So I think sometimes not looking might be just as helpful slightly heretical in the tradition, I have to say. But not looking might be rather helpful 
then to spend so much time looking at the dukkha, meaning looking at what's unsatisfactory. Not easy, this is a, a, something to be explored and to look into. And the access, rather important word here, the access to deeper inner, inner life is such that the deepest beauty of life and the most profound elements of the inner life is always deeper than the anguish. Always deeper than the problem. Always deeper than the turmoil and conflict. That the true nature of the inner human being is genuinely pure, genuinely radiant, and genuinely happy. And though sometimes in our human foolishness we touch upon painful places in the inner life, we can then easily draw the conclusion now I'm really going I'm really touching the old wounds, the old hurts, the old problems, the old stuff, etc. And that's really deep down there. Believe me, you probably won't, but anyway, try. It ain't that deep. The deepest is bright, the deepest is pure, the deepest is clear. And that radiance of that is precious for life, precious for consciousness. And this, I say, as I say, sometimes in life, we tend to forget. And when we have forgotten in its strongest, we actually give, and this is another terrible tragedy of the human condition, we actually give greater reality to suffering than to anything else. We, we might even say to ourselves, when we're really in the pain and the difficulty, this is how I really feel. Whoa, please, careful. We give authority to problems. And we think it's more real because of the way we invest and give it an extraordinary heart. So, in all of this, um, I'm going to, I'm trying to um, um, make a, a, a shift in emphasis. So, this is the first, I've given rather a lot of meditation uh, 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 retreat <coughs> rather a lot is uh, God how many certainly at least week long anything less than a week is small uh, change at least 500 so this particular retreat is um, um, mildly for my standards anyway um, experimental so good luck Thank <laughs> you.
<laughs> now, normally with the retreat, I usually have uh, one or two uh, uh, good Dharma friends to assist assist me because of there. But I uh, was very um, hesitate, hesitant after deciding uh, last year to give a retreat on absorption, deep calmness, jhanas as they're called in the Buddhist tradition, to ask uh, any uh, of uh, the assistant teachers or dharma teachers, uh, etc. Because they may not be too confident, nor quite sure, basically what to do or what to say. So that's why I'm, um, of course, God is on his own this evening, uh, etc. Excuse me, vernacular. And um, the other is also as well with regard to uh, the time and uh, uh, the, the retreat. It's not only going to require, I feel, um, a little bit of um, change from uh, the usual regime of running a retreat in terms of the timetable, but also some um, um, emphasis and a little bit more variety, which I think is actually quite good for Guy House, I have to say, but I may not agree. So I've made some um, 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 uh, changes, and those of you Orthodox Buddhists in here, and there's probably a few of you, um, it might seem a little bit, um, what should we call it, um, eccentric. Well, why not? So, try to bear with the day. There is some clear purpose and uh, intention um, uh, behind the illogic of the day. And we'll see that as we, as we go along. Just with regard to the people in the hall uh, here, and uh, firstly, uh, Delighted and encouraged that the very nice, uh, good response of uh, 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 of you for all uh, coming. I thought it would be a much smaller group given the the, the jhana, the deep absorption theme. But anyway, it's obviously aroused some curiosity. Um, in the hall here, there are also some uh, people who are on personal retreat, and they are usually down at the far end of the building, who spend sometimes days or weeks or sometimes um, um, months doing a personal retreat, but they also have the okay to um, come and uh, participate in a retreat uh, there. Similarly with regard to work retreat and, uh, as, as well. There are also, I think, three or four people, if I recall rightly, who are here for a um, slightly shorter period of time, i.e. I think about one week. The reason that I'm, uh, say, I'm saying all this is that sometimes there will be some in- empty cushions, and it's not because they're fleeing from happiness, <laughs> though they might, I have to say, or can't hack another minute in the hall here, is that, that some are on work retreat, some are on personal retreat, and some uh, are not three or four, I think it is, not here for the full uh, nine days. But the vast majority of you, um, I uh, hope, will be 
very much committed to the full timetable uh, each and every day and all that I can do as a meditation teacher uh, is to encourage each and every person to hang in, stay, not to flee to Newton Abbott Railway Station for happiness, and uh, stay with the flow of things, and hopefully, and out of uh, all of that, the benefits will not only be in the short term, but to the last breath of one's rather short existence. <coughs> and perhaps, we'll see, out of that will come uh, not only uh, calm and uh, uh, natural joy with life, but also, and equally important, of course, is uh, insight and understanding coming out of it uh, as well. But, as all things in life, no Some of the Dharma teachers, Dharma, for those of you who have never even heard the word Dharma, it's spelled D-H-A-R-M-A, and it means teachings and practices to awaken our life. It's a word the Buddha Teachings and practices to awaken our life. So some of the Dharma teachers have been contacting me by the dreaded email, or ringing me up from various places, and saying, Christopher, I see you're doing this jhana retreat, this absorption retreat. And, um, and I see that you haven't restricted, restricted it to experienced meditators. It's got anybody can come. Anybody, we don't care. And he, they said to me, do you think any new people could possibly have <coughs> that kind of sex? And I said, why ask before? How could I give or express any kind of view, view and opinion months before the event? So, come the end of the retreat, they'll be contacting me. So, uh, <laughs> your, your cooperation would be greatly appreciated <laughs> because there's a few disbelievers and doubters around, and we'll, we'll see how it flows along. <laughs> But this um, <coughs> meeting of um, calm and insight is a, a very strong uh, and important theme. And the Buddha used a rather beautiful, exquisite actually, analogy to express this. And he said that the body is like a, a castle. And the castle has windows to the outside world. And those windows are eyes, ears, nose, tongue and touch. And through the windows of the castle we have contact with the world around us. And then he says, two messengers fly through the windows to the Lord of the castle. And the Lord of the castle, he said, is awareness. And the two messengers arrive, one called Samatha, which is calmness, and the other messenger is Vipassana, 
insight. And these two messengers come to the Lord of the castle. What's the message that they bring? And then he said, liberation. Liberation. Oh, there's the castle. There's the castle. Windows, eyes, ears, nose, tongue. And that's two messengers come, calm and insight. They bring a message to the Lord of the castle, awareness, and that message is the message of liberation, the message of the full emancipation and freedom of the human being. So this retreat is going to lean a bit more on the calm side. So how would that, <coughs> what would that mean in terms of the uh, day? So, um, some of you, I uh, uh, recognize, because I know you've been loitering around meditation centers for years now, and uh, others of you are relatively uh, uh, new, or very, uh, very new. So, on the usual uh, retreat that I give, there'll be some um, common characteristics of the timetable. One of those, of course, would be the sitting, walking, standing, slow. Uh, they're usually around 45 minutes per period. That's all changing for this retreat. Um, there would be the inquiry period, which people rather bravely volunteer. Oh, fantastic. Thank you, thank you. Um, volunteer to uh, come up with a, a, a front for the Inquisition, and uh, that's not on the retreat either. Uh, I usually would meet with the co-teachers, um, people uh, in small groups, and uh, to see how life is and what's going on in the back of beyond, and that's also not on either. So those familiarities uh, uh, dispensed uh, with, and as you'll see, I hopefully over the days, uh, be chances, of course, for uh, one-to-one, etc. Um, and there's a few small um, references or guidelines with regard to the days themselves. And the first small um, um, letting go, except for my poor self, in the land of the privilege, is no use of the what in the meditation hall. This I have always felt for far too long has been a great comfort zone for people. And some people spend more moments in a sitting um, watching their what than watching their breath. With the usual mantras for the sitting to be over as quickly as possible. So if one doesn't have a watch, ah, and I'm not running on a usual kind of, this is how long the sitting will be, it's going to be a little bit more of the unknown, because some of you hardcore meditators out there are so used to 45 minutes, you're programmed. So the program is just finished. And therefore, the amount of time of the sitting will be up to one person. <laughs> Could be ten minutes, or <laughs> we'll see. Just see what kind of mood I'm in on the day. Um, uh, with the days as well, 
the usual time for the um, evening talk um, has been around 7.30 in the evening. And the actuality is that wherever one goes on this planet in the Buddhist scene, especially in the Vipassana Buddhist scene, evening talk is nearly always around 7.30. Kind of become religious. So, this is at 4 o'clock now. <laughs> Based on the principle that change is as good as the rest. And the evening time from 7.30 to 8.30 um, is going to uh, uh, vary. And I've some, one of the uh, trustees um, in discussing of uh, uh, Gaia House and its life and uh, time, but I won't bore you to death with the internal events of Gaia House, um, but um, suggested, oh, I, I think the, the spiritual direction of Gaia House will stay the same, which depends what it means by direction and spiritual. But it always seemed to, seemed to me that in the um, good old spiritual uh, uh, tradition outside of the father Somba Vipassana world, that um, needs to be a bit more opportunity for expression of the heart. So, in recent years, this has been mostly done, as many of you know, through the development and the cultivation of uh, metta, of loving-kindness uh, practices, because the Vipassana world was considered dry as a desert by a few people. So the, me- the method, the loving kindness helped to water. And it's worked very well, very well and, and it's been very Im- important. But I've got m- different things in mind. Um, music. So I've been taping some um, um, music. No um, hard rock or punk, though I'm slightly tempted. And um, uh, some movement. And Dharma dance I've got in mind. And I've, um, some poetry and some uh, uh, readings which have uh, uh, joy and happiness uh, in them. So each evening from 7.30 to uh, uh, 8.30 this will be, it will vary one, one evening, different features uh, of, of the evening lead to uh, uh, nourish the good spirit uh, of things and partly to contribute to keeping the heart uh, warm and, and open and um, as a, uh, an expression and a sense of uh, re- receptivity and I think there's much which is beautiful in life obviously which can be uh, communicated and shared and touched us deeply and hopefully small ways and gestures uh, 7.30 to 8.30 period in the evening will help for that. And it's about time Guy House had a bit of music in the place anyway. And uh, so we're going to get the ball rolling. Um, with the day as well, uh, there, it's rather a full uh, day. And in, in that, the uh, sitting periods and the walking and the standing periods, I'll endeavour, obviously, to give as much... Uh, practical and clear and specific instruction as possible. 
uh, so to keep you completely uh, up to date and uh, informed as things uh, un unfold. But the times of the uh, giving the general instructions will be basically when I feel like it. So that will be when it will be. And uh, so there'll be time together in the hall, there'll be time um, uh, uh, outside, there'll be some variations with um, the instructions for uh, outside, which will uh, include and embrace a bit more uh, consciousness and contact and connection and receptivity with the nature. Because we know the, uh, the old hardcore yogis around this place, um, do and it's invaluable concentrate a lot on the step by step activity and the foot touching the ground, uh, uh, etc., which is greatly important and invaluable there. But given the theme running through the retreat, that the instructions will vary from. So I would ask those of you who are very familiar with meditation and very familiar with the retreats and in fact meditation instructions to abandon them as much as possible so that in the time of uh, being here it will be as much uh, uh, receptivity <laughs> because heart and mind and joy and happiness is a human birthright it's that important And when we're not happy, and when we're having a hard time, <laughs> every signal inside of us is telling and reminding us something's not right. Because we know that what's truly right for women and men on this earth is to feel natural happiness. And in our painfully busy life, and in our obsessive doing, 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 wanting, 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 needing, needing, needing. But all of that outgoingness somehow or other is taking us away from what really deeply matters. So I would like, and I would hope that my deepest wishes, of course, is with regard to that. That each and every one of us in the time here gets genuine nourishment genuine goodwill and happiness and genuinely have that sense of a life fulfilled just by itself not through having not through doing not through owning not through achieving not through getting but it's naturally fulfilled and happiness Final couple of minutes. <coughs> There's the um, importance and great value of the uh, ethical uh, uh, guidelines, <coughs> and they essentially is a way of being in the world of non-harming and non-exploiting, non-violent. So that we have a genuine sense in our life of interconnectedness, uh, concern, warmth, affection, respect for uh, 
each other. And the theme of uh, ethical of the ethics of these uh, way of relating in this world matters uh, a, um, a great a great deal. Just at the meeting last night, speaking in the city hall in Potnes with with various uh, people expressing, of course, deep concern about events of the Middle East, which all of us would have heard about, and uh, the possible threat now to uh, Iraq, etc., 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 etc. And in all of the uh, facing of these circumstances of life, there's an ethic involved. There's a deep moral concern involved. And we have to find ways and means, other ways and means, than just anger, just retaliating, just throwing out our views and opinions about things. And so it's a tremendous undertaking in life to feel a deep sense of interconnectedness, to find deep contentment and happiness, and to trust that out of that will come an abiding concern and an an abiding compassion for others. And so the teachings of the Buddha, perhaps more than the other any other teaching that I have expressed and encouraged a real deep commitment to matters of the heart as a way of being in this world and as a way of relating personally and socially and politically and economically and spiritually and existentially and philosophically that what is in our heart really, really matters. So the time and the days here are going to have that focus these things are going to have that focus, the practices will have that focus, the outdoors will have it, the music will have it, the dance will have it, the poetry will have it, you'll have it through all your senses, I promise you. And hopefully, out of all that goes on, it will land in a good, deep place. What could be better? All right. So, let's have um, five minutes sitting meditation. It's, um, what is it, it's 8.45. I'll just give a minute or two of usual bare instructions at the end of the first evening, and then I'll just speak a little bit about that. So, initially, just checking that the posture itself is uh, reasonably uh, straight and uh, upright. Some expansion in the chest and diaphragm uh, area. One is uh, present to life. Which is, or just pay respect to it, to be present to it as it is. And just to feel oneself sitting here in the quietness of the evening, being just
remaining couple of minutes. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.